Welcome back to Shelb Shares. I'm your host, Shelbs. Thank you so much for joining us today. As always, if you are listening right now on Spotify, Apple Music, or any of the other platforms, please go ahead and skip a little bit more, like maybe a few minutes, because I am going to be playing music as I get the other co-host in. Again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Let me go ahead and play some music for you. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's been a day, um, so I apologize if I sound really um, out of breath. So let's go ahead and play some music, and I'll talk to you guys in a moment. And as always, thank you so much for joining us, uh, especially for this special episode. And yeah, just hang out with us, and I'll be back in a few.
alrighty, alrighty. Ooh, there we go. Wow. <laughs> Welcome back to Shelbs Shares. I am your host, Shelbs. I'm my lovely co-host, Jen. Liv, unfortunately, cannot make it. Wow. A whole year with the podcast. I actually was just, uh, I had actually bookmarked the, uh, I think it was your first podcast. Was it the Money Talks? Was that your first one? So the first one I did was actually just like a, that was the first serious one with Dustin. But the very first one was me, Dustin, Mark, and Ethan. We just did a shoot the shit kind of podcast to kind of test how the lives would go. And it went great. And here we are. Here we are. That's so, oh man. Like I was thinking about it all day today. Kai and I went to... Uh, bookstore so I could use the rest of my credit and <laughs> I saw your snap oh yeah <laughs> it was crazy um man yeah I just a little bit emotional you know what I mean <laughs> um, it's insane that it's already been a year it really has and what a year it has been you, you know what I mean like Oh God, yeah. I was looking at a few, like, let me just list off just a few things of 2021 that we've all lived through. Uh, first God. and foremost, January 6th, the uh, tr- pro-Trumpers riot- rioted and stormed the U.S. Capitol on the day oh. Congress was voting to approve President Joe Biden. That was this year. Yep. Tr- January yeah. 7th, Facebook banned Donald Trump. Indefinitely from the social platform. Google banned the right-wing social media app Parler because it was uh, used for the Capitol riot. And then this is what gets me. Donald Trump became the first president to be impeached twice after the House charged him with inciting the Capitol erection. And that was on January 13th. And then Joe Biden was inaugurated January 20th. And then the cases of COVID hit over, uh, surpassed 100 million in the world on January 6th. This was all just in January this year. Hey, I was just about to say, we haven't even gotten to February yet. No, February is when Jeff Bezos announced he'd step down as Amazon CEO. <laughs> the Senate confirmed um, Pete, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounced the name, um, Beauty, Be- I'm going to say Pete B., um, but as the transportation secretary, and that makes him the first openly gay cabinet secretary in the U.S. Oh, fun, fun. Yeah, that was good news we got. Um, Rush Limbaugh then died February 17th. Kim Kardashian filed for divorce February 19th. Uh, man, I wish Liv was on here because Liv really wanted to talk about that one because we wanted to bring up the Jeffree Star allegations that Kanye was cheating on Kim Kardashian with Jeffree Star. What? It was a whole big deal. It, it was... Twitter went wild. That's hilarious. Um... There's just... Oh, there's so much... 
Um, I literally only got to like the first thing in April. Like that was like big news, honestly, because it was just a lot to take in. Like I lived through 2021 once. I don't want to relive it again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, this, go ahead. I was gonna say, there, there are some like, like personal good things that happened this year though. Oh yeah, for sure. Like on a global level, trash. Personal level, I think a lot of us okay. came out on top and then some of us like me are just crawling, but we still made it. Um, what were some of the things that uh, happened to you in 2021, Jen? Um, well, uh, in April of 2021, I celebrated um, one year of being released from inpatient which was great. Yes. Um, uh, I celebrated the actual day that I got released from inpatient a year ago. Um, on that day, I did a photo shoot, um, an empowerment photo shoot um, with um, this photographer here in Tulsa. And then Shelby actually edited my photos for me. And um, that was really fun. Um, I got one promotion already in March and then they've announced that I'll I'll be getting another promotion at the start of the year. Nice. Um, that's good. You're doing my, so great. Oh, my niece was born. Fuck. January <laughs> January 3rd. She was literally like and she was a month early too. She wasn't supposed to be due till February and then right after New Year's Eve Hunter went into labor and she was in labor for like a full day. Wow. And then, and then little tater tot came into the world. Oh my gosh. She was tiny. She was like five pounds, two ounces when she was born. Aww. It all. That's wow. so awesome. You became an aunt. Became an aunt. That I, I'm honestly, I, I was super excited to become an aunt. I, and you know this, Shelby, I don't really plan on having children. Mm-hmm. So to mm-hmm. me, Becoming an aunt, that's like me having a kid. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I've already spent so much money on her Christmas. It's ridiculous. Um, I bought her this massive toy box that has her name engraved on it because I always wanted a toy box as a kid and never got one. Um, oh, man, all this stuff that I bought her. I bought her a freaking trampoline, like, but not a big one, like a little one that's got a little bar so she can just kind of hold the bar and bounce on it. Maybe tricycle. That's how I am. I live vicariously through my sister and my friends. I will definitely spoil and take care of their children. But I, well, I can't have kids anyway, but I don't think I would have kids. Like, you know what I mean? If I could. But I spoil the shit out of my nieces and nephews as much as I can. Yeah, I love it. And I love, like, I can't wait until, like, she, one day she comes to me crying and she goes, Auntie J, all I wanted for Christmas was a drum set. And mom and dad said I couldn't have a drum set. And I'm going to be like, bitch, getting a drum set. I don't know what mom and dad thinks is going to happen. But right. Auntie J will buy you a drum set. Let's go get one. Let's go pick one up. Come on. You really like, are going to be that aunt that all the kids love. Like, you're going to be the favorite aunt. When you walk into holidays and stuff, they're going to be like, oh, it's Aunt Jen. We got to go. It's Aunt Jen. Here she comes. 
Love it. I can't wait. I can't wait till she's old enough to start having like a personality. Like I can't wait to figure out what she's going to be into. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see if she's going to be in a theater or if she's going to be into like sports and stuff. Like I'm just super excited to figure out like, or if she's going to be like really artistic. Maybe she'll be super like into drawing and painting and stuff. I don't know. I'm really stoked to see what kind of kid she turns out to be, you know? That's the most exciting part. Like just seeing like babies turn into like people. Start to develop like likes and dislikes. Like, it's so interesting to me. Like, it is so fun to, like, she's, like, food. She's trying all these foods for the very first time. You know, like guacamole. She had guacamole for the first time the other day, and she was not about it. But then she had my guacamole a couple days later, and she really liked that one. (laughs) She likes my guacamole. It's not restaurant guacamole. Yeah, when before I moved out here to uh, California, um, Lonnie had just had sissy. And so I got to hold Sissy, you know, like a little bit before I left to move out here. And then I was FaceTiming Leslie not too long ago and uh, he gave the phone to Sissy. And it's so crazy because she's so she's like she started kindergarten, like she started pre-K. And like she was taking me all around the house talking about um watch me try on my dresses i really like school we learned how to count to 10 and stuff and i'm just like oh my god like you are a little person yeah like when i first met you you were tiny and had little mittens on your hands so you wouldn't scratch yourself (laughs) so cute it's so crazy um man i am so happy that you had such a great year because i i really do feel like you had such like it was like an underdog kind of thing. Like you really rose above a lot and you were at the top and I am super proud of you. One of those things like, you know, last year, my 2020 was like, you know, in April of 2020, I was kind of like bottom of the barrel, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I went inpatient and just kind of like committed myself to actively trying to make my life better. And it's like, I, I spent a real long time last year, all the end of last year, just, struggling (laughs) and now it's like some of it's starting to finally start paying off and that's really nice it is really nice um i feel like our years are like yin and yang because my 2020 was better to me than my than this year (laughs) but i'm still like happy that like you had a good year because you i've we've known each other since what 20 2014 14 yeah. yeah and like i've we've seen you so yeah we've been through so much we were in a tornado together oh we, my god i remember <laughs> that we were literally and oh i just remember you were losing your mind i was trying to text my mom and dad like i love them because i thought we were gonna die <laughs> and then it i was remember, so go ahead it was so, we were so concerned about the tornado that we literally called the police department mm-hmm. and we were like, hey, we're in a lot of freaking wind right now. We don't know what's going on. Are we heading like towards the tornado? Like what's going on? And the lady was like, are you heading towards Ada? And we were like, yeah. And she was like, don't stop. You floor it to Ada. The tornado is literally right behind you. And so I have never went so fast. We were driving in the middle of the road because the wind was throwing our car from side to side. I mean, it was wild. 
we all we did was just study for finals at IHOP in a few towns over. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, the only tornado. Was, there was literally nowhere in Ada that was 24 hours. There was nowhere that you could mm-hmm. go late at night to study. Nowhere. You had to drive an hour and a half to Shawnee to go to IHOP. And so we would go to IHOP all the time. All the at time. Like, at like one in the morning, I'd just hit Shelby up. I'd be like, hey. We'll go to IHOP. I want to get out of the house. <laughs> They'd be like, yep, let's go. I know, especially because uh, at one point in the year, Jen and I lived across the hall from each other, and we both had no oh, roommate cool. in Pasagi. And so, like, we we experienced so freaking much through that. Jen was with me for all of my fucking dental stuff when they would have to dope oh. me up on stuff. They would, um... Dude, oh, tell man. them why you had to have dental work. That shit, the why you had to have dental work was oh, way yeah. scarier <laughs> than the dental work. You just fucking, we, you went missing, dude. Like, literally, we were sitting there watching, like, Dead Poets Society or some shit, and you're just like, I'm gonna go take a walk. And I'm like, there's literally fucking snow on the ground. But, alright, boo, you do what you wanna do. And you went out for a walk. And then, like, 45 minutes goes by. And I went, hmm kind of weird. Shelby's going to go on a really long time. I what know. Is there okay? And so, then I'll never forget, like, it was something about you could get to Allison Bush's phone number, but you couldn't get to my phone number because her name started with an A. No, so you I could get you. to Oh, you called, did you call me? I called you. you did so call me. This is what happened. So listen, in, in Oklahoma, right, we have ice and snow and everything, and sometimes it can get pretty bad. That day, we were all sliding down the 16th Streets Hill because it was a super steep hill. We'd always go slide down it because they close off that road. I just wanted to go take a walk because I really liked the snow. It was nighttime. I should have known better. I know. I get it. But I was just walking around, and I walked up, like, a little bit ways from campus. So I started walking back to campus, and I didn't realize that there was a very large, like, step on where I was walking. Because, like I said, there's snow everywhere. Like, it was covering, it was up to my ankles. I, the way I fell and slipped into the ice, I banged my back against that hard. My head bounced on this pavement, like, twice. You hit the I curb. Move. Yeah, it was. That, the, it was like that's a curb. What the paramedic said the paramedic said you you fell on the street, but your head hit the curb, and that's what caused you to chip your tooth. Yeah, so like I was just laying there and I could not move, and like my phone because I had it in my hand was a little away from me, so I tried to like scoot as much as I could, and finally I called Jen, and Jen was like, "Hey, I was just thinking about you," and I just was freaking out and I was like Jen and she was like what what happened immediately I was just like like, what I know I was like I I fell I don't know where I am I'm in the snow like I'm freaking out so Jen you know left the dorm and ran into Allie and her uh and uh what's his name Kyle yes I'm gonna call him Kyle um I want to say that's right Right. But you ran into them and you told them what happened. So you all three were looking for me. And like, like they literally had to roll their windows down like a spotlight kind of thing. Cause there was just so much snow everywhere. And Jen, Allie and Kyle weren't from Ada. Yeah. So there's no yeah. way for them to know anything. Yeah. We were all from the Tulsa area and you were, bless your heart. You were trying to guide us to get to you. And I was just, and then the paramedics, when they came and got you, um, the paramedics 
struggled to get there and then struggled to get you to the hospital because Mm -hmm. the ice was so bad on the roads. They had to go this weird alternate route because the ice was too bad and it was too hilly. They couldn't make it. So they had to go the other way and it was, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. I know the 911 lady was like, don't move them. Like they have to stay in like on the ground. And Allie was pissed because she was like, they're literally in the snow. Like, what do you mean we can't at least put them in the car or something? Like, you just can't well, move them if they well, the lady and stuff. Said, you can't. The lady said not to move you because your back was hurting. And you said you couldn't feel your hands and le- your arms and legs. So she was yeah, worried yeah. you done something to your back. And so she said, don't move them. Leave them there because if their backs hurt, we don't want to ruin anything. And then the paramedics got there and the paramedics were like, why didn't you just pick her up? Like, why didn't you just right. get them in? And I was like, well, fuck, man. I mean, the 911 person told us to keep a mirror. Like, God. I know. And thankfully, like, all that ended up happening, we finally get to, I finally got to the hospital and ended up what happening was um, I didn't break in my back or anything because I was very scared because I couldn't feel anything. Um, thankfully, it was just, like, a really bad, like, it was a torn muscle. I want to say it was a bruise to the bone or, like, just a bruise to the muscle. Yeah, it, was um, like- it happened so long ago. And, um, like a mild, I want to say mild concussion, but here's what happened with my tooth. I hit on the ground so hard, my tooth, like in the back, kind of, I'm all like in my mouth trying to show and there's no one to fucking show. (laughs) But like a tooth in the back had become impacted and it had broken. And so like a nerve was exposed and it sucked. Like, I remember I was in so much pain. Thank God I got my ECU refund because I had to spend $3,000 to get them to fix and remove and take care of that tooth and stuff. It was a lot of money. And then Jen took care of me and my RA thought I was drunk. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. We were trying to get Shelby into the room and... Jackie comes around the corner and she's like, um, have you guys been drinking? And I was like, no, Shelby just got back from the dentist. <laughs> Luckily, yeah, Jackie was super cool about it. She was just like, oh, okay. And like, help me get you in the room. And I remember I put you in bed and we got you all covered up. And I was like, do you want to watch TV? And you were like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, what do you want to watch? And you were like, I don't know. And so we just turned on the TV, which we you had like an antenna or something. So all you really yeah. got was like regular local stations or we had to like get onto Netflix or, or put in like a VHS. Because I remember you had like a VHS of all the Friends. Uh, oh, I did. And so we would watch Friends. But yeah, so I turned on the TV and the first thing that popped on was Sesame Street. And you were like, oh, fuck, is that Sesame Street? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, do you really want to watch Sesame Street? And you were like, that's my shit. I was like, okay. So I just left you there watching some Sesame Street and went to class. I know, and then you came back and I was crying. And you were like, why are you crying? And I was just like, they took Oscar the Grouch's trash. Like, I was so upset. And then you said that when I finally turned, like, when I turned to, like, go to sleep again, I started crying. And you were like, what's wrong? And I was just like, they took my tooth. And you're like, yeah, they took your tooth. And I was just like, what are people going to think of me? (laughs) You were so concerned. I was like, honey, it's not like it's your front tooth. It's your back tooth. You'll be all right. I I was so, every time, it was a fun time. 
<laughs> that Jen would have to remind me of because I did, would not re- recollect of much. It was wild. I remember I when wild. I. <laughs> you remember when I broke my ankle falling out of that damn tree? Oh my fucking god, yes. <laughs> I didn't know I broke my ankle. I thought I just sprained it. And so I went and like it was closing weekend of Macbeth. And so I performed all weekend, sword fights and all, on a broken ankle, not realizing it was broken. I literally was icing it constantly. And my ankle was so swollen it wouldn't fit in my shoe. I had boots and it wouldn't fit in my boot. We had to cut the back of my boot put my foot in, and then medical tape around the boot to make it close because my ankle was so swollen. It was ridiculous. Dang. And then, like, yeah, I was walking was my boot. And I was with uh, Tufton, Woody, and Anthony when I fell out of the tree because they had found out I'd never climbed a tree before, so they wanted to make that happen for some reason. I remember. And I get... I get, I see Woody like on campus like a week later and I've got a boot on and he goes, holy shit, is that from you falling out of that tree? I was like, yep, I broke it, bitch. And because they were laughing at me. I fell out of the tree and they were laughing at me. Like they were walking off and they were like, come on, Gimpy. I was like, shut up. I'm suing you for emotional damages now. (laughs) Man, that's crazy. I wish 2021 had went like when we were in college. I think our college times were very fucking, like, intense and, like, emotional, but we had each other, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I am, I'm so thankful that I got out of college right before COVID. Like, I could not imagine trying to be a student and do, go to the online classes and all that stuff. I could not imagine trying to mess with all that. That had to be hell being a student during the pandemic. Yeah, because, and it's go, it's flip-flopping right now. Um, it's flip-flopped throughout 2021, honestly, of, uh, you know, students going back to school, COVID cases rising, then they're not in school. Like, at my niece and nephew's schools, because they all go to different schools, because, you know, California, um, they ended up going to, like, if they cough or if they sniffle, they immediately have to take them out of school and go get COVID tested. Every time. And so, like, my friend Devin, her kids just started school this year. And her daughter, Erilyn, just gets really bad allergies and has, like, asthma and stuff like that. But because of that, you know, when she can't really, like, breathe well or, like, if she can't, like, if she coughs or sniffles, they do the same thing. They call Devin and say, hey, you have to take her to go get COVID tested and stuff. And so Erilyn's missed a lot of school because... Yeah, that's you kind know, of ridiculous. I mean, if you're going to do something like that where you're like, hey, as a precaution, if you start coughing, then you should have COVID tests there so you can just say, hey, you coughed, you need to go to the nurse and get a COVID test real fast. You know well, what I mean? Easy. I totally agree with that, but that's easier said than done because there's not enough that they can administer to all the schools for that reason. See, and that's what I don't understand. I don't understand that. There should be because in England oh, – I mean, in England, everybody has self-testing kits. You can literally go into any store, and they're all free. Nobody pays for COVID tests. Mm-hmm. Walk into any drugstore and say, can I have an at-home test? And they'll give you a kit that has, like, 30 strips. So you can do 30 tests. Like, it's insane. Yeah. And I'm like, what is happening to where we can't have schools have COVID tests? Because that is not an acceptable thing. Because no child, that's the thing, like, 
Becky's granddaughter, I feel so bad for her. She is in like first grade and she's having to repeat it because she, she didn't learn anything last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and she was in a really shit situation. Like Becky had to adopt her granddaughter because her mom was not doing her homework with her and not making her sit down and do her homework. And her, she was flunking out. Like, yes. I mean, it's, it, it, it's really hard. And I, I, that's really dumb to make them go home every single time. Cause that's also like parents can't leave work that often. You know, like, I know it's a, it's, it really is upsetting. And like, I don't, I don't blame the school systems. So I, I don't, you know, it, especially the teachers, like it's not the teachers thing. It's like an administration that, but it's also like on a more, um, gosh, what is that? I want to say political so bad, but I don't, I don't think that's the word I'm looking for, but you know what I mean? Like it's, they're just not level. being pro- federal thank you it's just not like they're not being given the proper tools that they need and so this is what they like have to do if that makes sense and so that i feel very i feel bad for everyone involved and i do want like i think don't quote me on it i think there is something in talks right now i would really have to look it up that they're trying to get that for the U.S. to be able to, like, people can get their at-home test kits and stuff like that, kind of like the oh, UK does, like you said. They're definitely not making it free. I mean, I had um, my coworker, um, somebody in her family over the holidays was exposed to COVID or tested positive for COVID or whatever, so mm-hmm. she had to go get a COVID test, and it they charged her $75 for her COVID test. Are you serious? That's serious. Uh, she went to give him her, uh, she didn't have insurance, so they charged her $75. They said the COVID test is only free if you have insurance. Jesus Christ. So that's my fear, is that that's they so will bad. make it readily available, but they're going to charge us out the ass for it. You, you're going to get a COVID test with 30 test strips like what you do in the UK, but it's going to cost you 150 bucks. That's ridiculous. I'm definitely going to have to, like, look into that and stuff and keep track of that because that is ridiculous. Yeah. Jeff Bezos can pay for it. She was super upset about it. And, like, what really ticked her off is, like, she, uh, when she said, uh, well, I have to get this test. I don't know what else I can do. Like, luckily she had the $75, but, like, if she didn't have it, that she couldn't go back to work until she got a negative COVID test. So she wouldn't be able to go back to her livelihood because she couldn't afford the test that she's mandated to take. Yeah. It's, it's a wild time. I'm really hoping that for like, I'm really hoping for 2022 that, I hope it goes better. I'm not, I'm not even getting my hopes up. You know what I mean? But my whole thing with 2022, I'm trying to set up a different mindset. Like I saw this thing that was like, and for new year's resolutions, instead of cutting stuff out, say things you want to do in 2022, like things that you look forward to. So like, I've got like a whole list of things that I want to have accomplished by the end of 2022. You know what I mean? I do not like, not in like a, I want to start working out and I want to lose 50 pounds or I want to cut out chocolate or I want to cut out pop. It's not cutting things out. It's restructuring my life to fit where I'm trying to go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
Like, one thing I really want to do that I'm super excited about is I found a pole dancing class in Tulsa. Nice. And I, wanna, and I also want to do, they have an aerial silks class with, like, the mm -hmm. uh, silk, like, ribbon things that you twirl around on. And I'm, I want to try, I think I'm going to try that first because I feel like that will kind of get me working up my body strength mm -hmm. where the other classes will be easier for me. I think Allison does that. Yeah. I, I think I've seen that on her, on her Instagram. She, at least she used to. I know she used to. I don't know if she has done it recently since she moved. Because they live out in, like, Bristow now. Like, they don't live here anymore. Because he got a job. He's, like, a theater teacher over there. Sorry, I'm texting Liv to see if they are going to end up joining. Um... But yeah, they live all the way out in Bristow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's the only bummer. Yeah, it sucked. I didn't know that when I asked Allison to participate in my show. And then she was like, I'll have to be very tight with my schedule since I live out in Bristow. And I was like, oh my god. I didn't know you'd be driving in from Bristow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bristow. Yeah. Look at her dedication, though. I love that. That was another thing in 2021, Jen, that you that I think was exciting for both of us. We finally oh, yeah. get to work together with Moonshot, well, and, and you Moonshot. had your first show. Moonshot, period. I mean, Moonshot did not exist in January of 2021. It did not come into existence until this year. We literally, I think, I want to say Kurt called me in, like, May... And just out of the blue, just called me. I have not talked to Kurt since I left TCC. So I hadn't talked to Kurt in like three, four years. Mm -hmm. And he calls me out of the blue and says, how hard would it be to start a theater company in VA? And I was like, pretty fucking difficult. But <laughs> and he goes, would you be willing to help me do that? And I was like, huh. okay. Totally and we just... I, and it's uh, it it blows my mind that we've been as successful as we have, because we've been flying by the seat of our pants the entire time. Like we've just been making this shit up as we go. You know what I mean? Like yeah. especially thirty nine steps. My God, thirty nine steps was so much of. Are we supposed to be doing this? Hell, if I know, are we? Let's start doing this. All right, let's start doing this. I think we're supposed to be doing this. I mean, it was we, but we've learned so much this year about running a the I've learned so much about running a theater company like um things that I thought I was prepared for and I thought I had answers for and like things that I've always had certain things like for example um the Edgar Allan Poe show I have always wanted to do a Poe show on Halloween I always mm -hmm. thought that would be so clever I was like I don't know why nobody's done this before hasn't done this before this is so smart I, it would it will make so much money and I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, I, I realized it's not that it didn't make money. It's just that it was so hard to put on, so hard to put on because we had next to no help. Because the reason nobody puts a show on in October is because a lot of theater kids make a ton of money in the month of October working for haunted houses. And so mm -hmm. your actor pool is very limited. Your technician pool is very limited. The amount of people that I had that I was like, yeah, I have like a I have like a register of people that don't necessarily do theater all the time, 
But if I was in a tight spot, I could call them and they could help out with the production. I blew through that list so fast and every single one of them was busy with haunted houses. Like every, every single one. And I went, hmm, this is why nobody puts on a show at Halloween. I, okay, I was wrong. I, let's not do that again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and well, while it, I still count it as a success for you. And I, I think you do too in a way because you didn't, I, I feel like we learned a lot. Oh, I definitely count the show as a success. Uh, no doubt about it. I mean, one of the, one of the amazing things that came out of it was that uh, space that we used. That was a space that like we were kind of sh taking a chance on it. And then when we found out it actually, <laughs> surprise, it had electricity. Um, it, it turned out to be an amazing venue and the way we ended up using the lights came out really cool and so I, we definitely will be going back there to do another show um and yeah. then the post engagement the following that we've been able to build for moonshot off that edgar Allan post show was amazing and so i definitely counted as a win a hundred percent i just oh, i yeah. learned i learned my lesson though too at the same time with some of the stuff that i learned my lesson not to do a show on halloween <laughs> I know. I honestly, I feel like we've talked about it before. I think you should redo the Poe show and we could do it on Edgar Allan Poe's like birthday or something. You know what I mean? I'd be down for that. I definitely given, that's another thing. Like I had the, when I first came up with the idea for the Poe show back in, oh God, I don't know. 2018. Yeah. 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. And um, I had a ton of time and I planned it out. And then uh, this time, they were like, can you do it in a month and a half? And I was like, huh. Like, so it was really, it was so quick. Mm -hmm. I wish, I, I think if we would have had more time, I think I could have fixed a lot of the issues that I saw. Um, if I had more time to get, like, I don't think I would have chosen the same pieces again. I think mm -hmm. I would switch out some of the pieces. Um I think I would have added some other pieces in and made, I, I would like to try again and make it more of like an hour and a half show rather yeah. than like a five minute show. So I think I'd like to try again at some point down the line. Well, and I think too, um, I mean, as you said, when it comes to theater and stuff like that, it does take time because not only is it so you can like learn everything, get everything put together and, you know, find proper help and stuff. But also it's a matter of like the advertising and stuff. I still think we did fantastic with the advertising with as little as we had. But I feel like, you know, just as you were saying, it would have been so much better if we did have like more time. Oh, yeah. If we would have had more time, I think that would have solved a lot of the issues that we had. But I mean, for the time that we had, it came together really well. I mean, it, yeah. I, I remember at one point during the show, I was like, running 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 and then at a certain point i kind of got a lull i didn't have anything that i really needed to do and i was sitting behind <laughs> i was sitting behind a trash can with a bucket of blood um uh, because one of my actors was getting ready to come around the corner and i was supposed to spray his shirt with blood and um i remember sitting back there and just watching from behind the trash can and i was just like in awe i was like i can't believe we pulled this off like this was pulled off so quick like, and that's what, like, the whole time that we've been operating for Moonshot kind of feels like that. Kind of feels like, like, I remember for 39 Steps, oh, my God, for 39 Steps, our second night of the show, 
our entire sound cue list got deleted 15 minutes before the start of the show. All of our sound cues, and they were about 115, and they all got deleted 15 minutes before the start of the show. So I, I spent those 15 minutes doing as many cues as I could, um, but I only got like not even a quarter of the way through the show, so I had to live cue the rest of the show because I, I was the sound person, or I was the, yeah, I was the sound person, which I've only ever done sound once before, so I was really struggling to figure out what I was doing. But yeah. Yeah, I think I think as we struggle, you know, it really points us in like the right direction, even though it may not feel like it. And like what I mean by that is this year for me personally has been extremely rough. Um, I start, you know, starting in January, I started developing such bad agoraphobia and just other medical issues and stuff. And I really, it, it hit me really hard. Um, I have never not worked in my life. And it has just been super rough on that. And, you know, my mental health took a hit. And there was just so much going on. And like, and that was just in January for me. Like I was just, I didn't know what to do. And so I remember I was sitting down and it, it would just become February, and I was sitting down, I was just, you know, sobbing, trying to figure out what to do, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what to even do anymore, you know, and I just picked up my phone, and I started writing, and I just was like, you know what, I've always wanted to do blogs and stuff like that, why not fucking try it? since I'm going through all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to get my mind off of stuff. And so I posted my very first blog on February 11th of 2021. And it was titled, Episode 1, Can We Talk? And I'm just, honestly, I'm just going to read a few parts of it right quick. Just because I feel like it's important, especially because this is the season one finale right now. So why not have a blast from the past with the very first season one or very first episode one of season one. And so I started, I started out by saying the first of anything though exciting can be awkward. The first letter, the first date, the first day of a new job. And of course the first blog, you know, I pen pal often the new letters I send out begin with, I apologize if this seems everywhere. And I think it's safe to say that I'll be extending that out to you as well. And I just started talking about how I originally started a WordPress in 2019 um, and like a Facebook page, but never posted anything on it. I always played around with having the idea of a blog and podcast, but just never took that first awkward step. And, you know, because we had barely made it out of 2020, I just something like sparked me. And I, this is my favorite part of it. <laughs> I said, the truth is I'm typing this in my living room while wearing my I need coffee pajama top. I have my hair in a greasy ponytail and I'm coming off a Benadryl high in my anxiety meds. I don't know what possessed me to finally get started, but here we are. So I hope if anything you get, if, if you get anything out of these, at least you'll get a laugh. And I just kept going. And I have done, 
I had my first podcast of Shelb Shares on Spotify and on all other platforms, including Apple Music, June 1st of this year as well. And then and ever since then, just started doing the podcast and everything. And some of the blogs and podcasts have hit heavy topics. Um, and then some of them has just been super fun. And I really like a lot of like there were some people who because I'm not going to say a lot, but some people did question, you know, what's your podcast about? Like, what's your specific niche? And because, you know, people have podcasts that are strictly criminal minds type stuff or people that just yeah political religious like all this stuff and i i just i don't really have a genre i just use my podcast to talk to cool people and give other people platforms i like to sometimes use my platform to educate like in pride month i did four podcasts about different topics for the lgbtq community which i myself am lgbtq and i'm I'm queer and trans is what I'm trying to say. I and lo- I loved that, by the way. I loved your Pride Month. And that was interesting for me um, to learn about queer history because I really had no knowledge of any of that. Like, I remember we had a whole phone conversation and you were telling me that you were getting ready to make your blog post about uh, Stonewall. And you were going on and on about all this really cool information. You were like, yeah, did you know that Stonewall actually started here? Do you know that this person actually started Stonewall? And I was like sitting here going, I don't know what Stonewall is. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, um, can you like fill me in? And like we talked for like 45 minutes and you were just like, let me tell you everything you will ever need to know about Stonewall. And I loved it. Right. Yeah, I I myself have learned a lot from, uh, you know, Dr. Christine Pappas. I've learned a lot from Andrew and Taylor and other queer peers. And it's been amazing to be able to pass that knowledge and all in the love too down to as many people, you know, at least someone got something out of it. And then I just have I like having podcasts that just promote people. I did a month where. I promoted different musicians. I promoted different uh, small businesses. I promoted gamers, streamers, you know, stuff like that, which was just really fun. And then we have, you know, like we did the Reddit reads yesterday. And it was just a fun podcast. So I don't think I have a genre. And I don't think I'm ever going to give, I don't think 2022 is going to be the year I give Shelb Shares a particular genre. I think I'm just going to exist and try my best. Yeah, that way it gives you some freedom because then you can kind of, you're not limited to whatever the genre is for your podcast. You can literally do whatever you want to do. Right. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's honestly been really fun. Um, I've got to meet so many cool people. I've got to have a lot of many cool people on here. I've had TikTok influencers on here. I've had professional drag queens and kings. I've had a published authors, wonderful musicians. I've I've had like okay, let's just go back and just talk about some of my guests, can we? Because my goodness, I've had a lot of cool guests. So do it. Do the thing. very first podcast. Do it. The very first podcast that I ever posted was it was just a shoot the shit podcast with uh, me, Ethan. Mark and Dustin 
and we called it Podcast Pals because I really wanted to test this platform and everything, see how it would go. And it went really well. We just sat there and talked and, you know, people interacted with us and it was really fun. And then just from there, I started having a lot of people on, like, who wants to be my next guest and stuff like that. And so I had Dustin on multiple times. I had Amber Ransom on multiple times. I had you and Liv, of course. I've had Leslie on, Andrew. Right. Um, I've had different, I have so many different business owners. I can't even like begin to name them, you know, like, like I know Miranda was a big one and my sister and, you know, there's just so many of them. I've had a popular band Crucify Caroline on, which surprise for 2022, we're going to work that out soon. Um, I've had... Matthew Anderson on this week. He's a published author in the paranormal crime genre, which his new book, Signs of Deception, is out. Go to the podcast about authors. I have all the links in there. I also have had, um, I've had like TikTok stars on here, um, like Moody Shark. I've had them on here. I've had, um, Everything's just like playing through my head right now because like there's just I've had a whole abundance of people y'all <laughs> that's just what I'm trying to say um, and I can't wait to have a whole bunch more I I want to talk about 2022 goals are you down with that Jen I'm so down with that heck yeah so Shelb shares 2022 goals let's kind of you know get the grunt out on that so for my plan for the podcast for next year i am going to be looking at a different type of schedule to kind of get started so we can have a better like consistent schedule because i know i did take a few months off which thank you guys for being patient with me on that i want to my biggest goal about 2021 okay um my biggest goal for 2022 for Shelb Shares Podcast, honestly, I want Garrett Watts on here. I would love to sit here and just literally talk to Garrett Watts about anything, especially about tiny things and Harry Potter stuff. Like, I also am a Hufflepuff, so Garrett, if you ever listen to my podcast, which I don't think you will, and that's totally fine, hit me up because <laughs> I love you. And I think it'd be a good time. So, like, honestly, my goal really is, like, I want to try to get, um, you know, a few more, like, influencer-type people on here. Just because I, I really admire a lot of people. Like, I admire Adri. Adri is on TikTok as your girl, Adri. She has a podcast as well called Fatties. And she talks about topics about, you know, being a plus-size individual in the world and just different things. And... I definitely would go check her out. Um, it's your girl at Adri on TikTok and Twitter. And, you know, they have their own podcast. And I'd love to have them on this one, too, you know, just to talk about us. Just like how me, you, and Ransom had that talk about um, beauty standards and unrealistic standards and stuff like that. I also want to... That's... I have so much, like, just going through my head about 2022 
that I can't wait to announce. And some of it I am going to keep under wraps, but just know that 2022 is going to be the year that is going to just blow people's minds. And at the same time, it's just going to be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, we might try we might try to rebrand. I'm not totally sure. I'm still keeping shelf shares as it is, of course, but um I'm thinking about maybe redoing the logo, but I'm to again, I'm not sure yet. So, we'll just kind of see. Um main reason is because for those that don't like follow me in personal or anything like that, um I this year came out as trans and I am non-binary and my pronouns are they them. And yeah, that was probably one of the biggest things that happened to me this year was coming out as trans. And it was kind of the saddest thing too, because I did lose a lot of people that I thought were friends. And I, there's some friends that like today I made a post. I don't know if you saw it, Jen, but I was just like, just so you all know, your friends can see the comments you make on Facebook on like bigger accounts being transphobic, homophobic, and racist. And they don't, they like, they, the company or whoever the fuck is the biggest influencer isn't going to care what you say, but we see that. I, yeah. I you know, that. and it reminded me of uh, whenever me started, there was a meme that was going around about that that said, just think, just think you post something because the people that you're posting to may not care about your horrible comments about sexual abuse. But I guarantee you, you know a woman in the blind. You're cutting out a lot, Jen. Oh, can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. But there was a, when the Me Too movement first started, there was a big campaign. There was a, like a picture posts that was going around that said something about that said like the people you're posting to may not care about your horrible comment about sexual assault but I guarantee you you know a woman who has been sexually assaulted whether you're aware of it or not and she is going to care about the comments you make yeah I, one of my friends um commented on a thing and it was like oh so and so commented on this and they were it was something about um, oh gosh, it was something about, um, a trans man giving birth and someone made a transphobic comment. And so someone called them out and was like, Hey, that comment's super fucking transphobic. And then my friend got on there and was like, that's not transphobic. They're just calling it as it is. That's, that's not on a man. That's a woman is a she uh, only only females can give birth and you know you know the school and it it's just like how can you say you love yeah. me and then post shit like that like, i remember yes. uh it's Claremore high school for their homecoming they crowned a trans man as their homecoming king great of that mm -hmm. way to go Claremore. However, some of these backwards idiots were all, so we had two queens at homecoming, you're telling me? Now, my mom, my poor, sweet, innocent mother, 
she had no idea what happened at homecoming. She just saw one of the guys posts that said that. So she was under the impression that they actually did away with homecoming king and just actually made two queens. Like she actually did not know what was going on. And she made a comment about it in the flower shop. And I like, we all just got super uncomfortable and I just went, we're not going to talk about that here. Let's talk about that in the car. And she was like, okay. And then we got in the car. She goes, what, what's wrong? And I explained to her, I said, they did not crown a woman as king. They crowned a trans man as king. My mother was like, oh my God. Whoa. I didn't know that. I wouldn't have said anything. I was like, it's okay. Like she felt so bad. She's like, I didn't mean anything. Oh my gosh. I feel awful. I was like, my dad's the same way he i remember when i first moved out here and he was working at the paint shop and i walked into the paint shop because i was just coming to see him and he was working with a with uh two other people and so i went to the back and then um when the guys came in here they were like oh we're looking for something for our house you know to like paint paint for our, our house and uh my dad like looked at them and was like are you gay you know, just asked, and they were, like, taken aback, and, like, I guess they thought my dad was going to say something, like, mean, but could, but they were, like, yeah, and my dad was, like, oh, my daughter's gay. <laughs> I was, like, just like my daughter. But you and know, I was, like, like, when he asked that question, you know those guys, their butthole clenched, they're, like, oh, no, oh, God, where's this going? Like, like their stomach drops, they're, like, oh, fuck, what are you going to say? I've had that moment. I know, like me too like am i about to get hate crimed or what's oh happening God. here especially because my dad is my dad can be intimidating but he's the oh, nicest yeah. fucking like person the, anymore he's like the me. jolly green giant he's just like this like super friendly guy mm-hmm. I, I i almost went to jail because we were walking down the street me and my friends cody and connor and uh somebody shot connor with pink paintball and yelled the f word at him and they drove off in their big old yee-yee truck. And I I got in trouble, which I thought this was really stupid. I got in trouble because I threw a beer bottle at their truck. And it hit one of the kids. Whatever. I got in trouble. Really? We were just walking mine in our own business. He attacked us first. Oh, I slipped out of my hand. Whoopsies. Yeah, I did, I did almost go to jail over that one. <laughs> I've learned, I feel like, in, I feel like after 2021, I've also become more angry, but like, I kind of like being angry because used to, I'd get so like, I was a baby, you, you know me, I was sensitive. Like I still am sometimes, you know, but, you're like, um, I remember I was, you're like, take no shit no more. Exactly. And I remember when I worked at Walmart, I was pushing carts and uh, this person came up to me and, you know, I wore my pride pins and stuff. He was trying to, I was like, no, thank you. Like, I'm, I'm gay. I'm not even, you know, you know, don't waste your time kind of thing. Just pushing cards. And, um, he called me a fat, he called me the F slur. I was, wow, I was okay to <laughs> say that. And, um, it called, but he called me the F slur. And I just, I looked into this man's eyes and I don't know what my face even looked like, but I just leaned in. I was just like, this Essler is about to kick your fucking yeah. ass. I, and like he backed up and tried to go in the store and I followed him in the store and I was like, Denise, which is our manager. I was like, remove that motherfucker from the store if this is what you did before I kill him. And they were like, oh yeah, you got to get the fuck out, dude. Like, go. 
Like, security had to protect the guy yeah. from me. Like, I was so angry. <laughs> I remember I was working at Racers. <laughs> and this one older lady, she was not in my line, um, but I was bagging groceries. I wasn't cashing, like, cashing people out. I was actually bagging groceries. But she went through a different line, and she just mm. shouted across the store. She says, I want the lesbian to walk me out to my car. And first off, I was just like, uh, do you mean me? Am I who you're talking about? And I took her grocery. Am I the lesbian? Is that who you're, am I who you're addressing right now? And she, I started to walk her stuff out to her car and she just went, I just love lesbians. Y'all are just so much so much more fun to hang out with because they ain't no pressures of some guy but y'all are strong as shit you can get whatever i need you to and i went okay <laughs> my god I it was so funny that. and then which uh i loaded her groceries into her car and then she tipped me 50 cents which you know usually is like insulting but i was like ah she don't know no better like that's just cute that she I was gonna say, old people to old people, that's like, you know, five fucking dollars. That is like half of their mortgage from the great. And I thought it was so funny because I came back in the store and my, like, front end manager, she was like, I can't believe she said that to you. I'm so sorry. Like, I, and I was like, it's really not a big deal. Like, I do not care. Like, I thought it was hilarious. Like, I'm not, she was like so worried I was gonna be mad about it. I was like, I don't give a shit. I was like, I don't. There's nothing I love more than people who have the spirit, but maybe don't yeah. like say it. Like there's one, like there's a meme that was going around where it's like, um, when my straight friends try to support <laughs> me, and uh, it's a picture of someone that says, um, "Those f slurs are my friends." <laughs> I send that in our group chat all the time. <laughs> oh, that stuff! Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, Cherokee was in line one time and. Uh, they live in Oklahoma. They were in line to get some food and they had their window rolled down and stuff. And, you know, they're gender fluid. And I remember like some lady yelled. They were in line, too. They were all in their cars and shit. Someone yelled at Cherokee and called Cherokee the Esler or like something along like those lines. And Cherokee was like, oh, and then like went out the window real quick to see who it was. I was like, Cherokee, put me on speaker. Roll your I was like, roll your window down. Put me on speaker, turn it all the way up. I'm gonna yell at that fucking bitch. Like I was livid for him, for them. Like <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not standing for this anymore. So I really do too. And I'm also like at the and I, boy, sometimes my anger surprises me. I got really angry yesterday to the point that my heart was beating so hard and I couldn't calm myself down. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? I had not been that angry in a long time, and it was it was over something really dumb. But <laughs> I was like, oh, this surprises me. <laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like, if my belt loop gets stuck in a fucking door or, like, the door won't open properly, I'm ready to oh my gosh, rip the door yeah. off. My thing was, uh, I had this happen to me today. I have this really cute little teapot that is... It's not an actual teapot. It just looks like a teapot. It's uh, for loose-leaf tea. You put the tea in it. It's like a tea bag. Uh, but reusable mm-hmm. it's metal and it looks like a teapot and I had that on my tea and I was so looking forward to my tea and then I took a sip um, or I went to pull the thing out and it just the top of the teapot came up and I went oh no 
my little teapot had come detached in my tea and floated to the bottom and all the loose leaf tea was just all out and about in my tea and I had to throw it all out and make another one. Oh, you can still uh, drink it, you know, and it's actually good to do that because you can also read your tea leaves after. But I understand a lot of people, it's a texture kind of thing. Hmm. Well, my whole thing is, my only problem was I was drinking through a straw because I had it in my tumbler. There would be no way oh, for me yeah. to, like, not get the tea leaves just straight down the back of the throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that would not be okay. Oh, that's so fun. Um, What other stuff have we done this year? Um, I got a bunch of fucking books from the bookstore that closed down, which I thought was rad. Um, I have bunches of them now. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I went, did I go on a trip to earlier this like, year? I feel like I went on a trip earlier this year. Did I go somewhere this year? I'm going to San Antonio after Christmas. I don't... I don't know if you took... I don't remember you I feel like I took three year. days off in a row, though, for something, and now I can't remember what it was. I don't know. This year's been so long. It's been long, but also so fast, all at the same time. I was going to say, for me, it's been Well, I mean, like, it, it feels like I just went to New Year's yesterday, but at the same time, I think about, like, Tatum was born right after New Year's, and that feels like ages away. You know what I mean? Like, my mom's yeah. birthday, for instance, seems like light years away, but... New Year's seems like yesterday. Like, it's all... I'm getting... My whole concept of time has gotten real screwy recently. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to bring up that I'm surprised we haven't already for 2022. It's going to be exciting. You're coming to see me! Yes, I am! That's going to be exciting. I've never been to Sacramento before, so this will be fun. You're not really missing much, honestly. It. I say that, but there is a lot to well, do. Also remember, like, um, I've never been just, to California, so like, literally, you could take me on public transit and I would be blown away. Like, if you have like a rail system, I would be so shocked. I've never been on a rail. Take system. you to, a, take you to a California burrito. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also like you said, there's a comedy club right next to you, and like we have rabbit, we have rabbit holes yep. in Tulsa, and it's. It's good, but they just don't do it every single night. You know, it's only on, like, Fridays and Saturday nights. So if you're really wanting something to do on, like, Tuesday, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. I don't know why I just slammed that so hard. Um, <laughs> I was I was literally writing down, like, reminding about the comedy club. Because when you come, I definitely want to take you there. I want us to go thrifting yes. together because I miss it. And... Definitely finding a bunch of coffee and tea places yes. because, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's probably like the biggest highlight of my 20, like personal, oh, like, for 2022. Sure. Like, I, I, like, I'm excited able... to go to Vegas, but let's be honest, that's going to be a work trip. That's going to be like, I'm really excited the mm. first day, and then every day after that's just going to be work. Like, but coming to see you, that's going to be like three or four days of just like doing whatever the hell we want that's gonna be so much fun literally just this is gonna sound so out of context literally me being able to like touch your face 
is like gonna be enough. I absolutely you know what I mean? Know what you mean. Like, like I'm the amount of times in my life since we have been apart that I have went, oh my god, Shelby, look, oh. like the amount of times I've done that to myself, where I've like gone to show you something and then I'm like, oh, that's right, or I'll be like, hey, I hop, and then I know, I'm like, oh wait, you can't. It'd be a very. I know. I feel the same way. And, like, I'm not gonna lie, I've made, like, a lot of great friends out here, but I do miss, like, my dearest friends out in Oklahoma. Like, I miss you guys. I feel like it would be perfect Well, and it's, like, one of those things that's, like, new friends are really awesome because they provide, like, you're getting to learn somebody's habits. You're getting to meet somebody for the first time. But, like, there's something to be said about somebody that just, like, and that's the thing, like, with you. Like, whenever I hang out with you, we just, like, click right together. We could have been apart nine years and yeah. we just click together and it's like a we haven't missed the day there's something to be said in that you know what i mean oh yeah of course and like i feel like this year i've made a lot of great friends i mean even today i am i met kai this year and kai and i have been hanging out on and off you know and uh we've also been playing games together i've been going to their stream stream stuff because they're a twitch person um yeah, I've met a lot of great people who, you know, obviously I met Jasmine years ago, but she's still family and I call her my sister. And of course I call her kids, my nieces and nephews because that's my family. And same with just so many other people that I've met here. But this year really solidified that I'm glad I do have the circle I do at least. Uh, because I know in the very beginning, like I loved being out here, but at the same time I was so heavily missing everyone else. But it definitely needed to happen. But I'm hoping for 2022, hopefully if I can get my agoraphobia stuff really, like, under control, which I have been working on it all year, doing IOP therapy, IOP programs, taking, you know, my medication, new medication, getting tested for certain things and stuff. And, you know, um, hopefully, and I've been doing a lot better, hopefully I'm in a place where I will be able to come and see everybody in Oklahoma stay for like a week or so or even a month because I just really I really miss everybody so that's a big thing on my 2022 is hopefully being able to get well enough that I can yeah come see everybody and uh definitely on my 2022 goal is uh Liv and I meeting in person that's also on on my list because I want us to meet in person. Um, this year, I started Paper Flowers, my first fiction book. It's in the works. I'm on chapter eight right now, and I usually post updates on Shelvshare's Facebook, link in the description. But I'm not posting it on Wattpad anymore, because a lot of people say that a lot of people on Wattpad steal stuff, like copyright infringement and stuff like that, so I got really nervous, so I'm, I'm no longer posting paper flowers on a public platform until it's done and I can get it published, you know? But of course, like my closest friends who I consider also my beta readers and other people who are beta readers, obviously if they want to look at what I'm doing so far, I will, you know, I'll add you to the doc. It's not a problem. Um, but I'm really excited about that. And I, this year I also got back into art and writing and it's been really good. Like, it's been really hard, but it's been really good so far. What about you, Jen? What are your goals for 2022 Ooh. for your personal goals? Well, one of my personal goals is 
uh, I want to work on, like, my body image. Uh, I've done mm-hmm. a lot of, like, work with that over the past year, but I want to work more on, like, I want to get to a place, like, I want to start working out again, not necessarily because I want to make a certain weight, um, but I just have started to realize that like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things I can't do anymore. You know, like I can't go up a whole bunch of flights of stairs anymore. You know, I can't go for as long as I want to go anymore. Like if I like, you know, what hit me was when uh, somebody said, well, let's go to the gathering place and walk around. And I went, "Mm, how far around is that? You know, before I wouldn't have had to think about how far is that? I just go, you know, It, it wouldn't be a concern how far I'd have to walk. I could walk however far I needed to walk, you know. But now I'm like, oh my god, like it's a, it's a mile and a half or all the way around. Like, yeah, that's fine, I guess, you know. So I just want to get back to a place where I don't feel like my body's holding me back anymore from anything that I want to do. And uh, I think I want I want to read more. Uh, I want to read three books in 2022. Doesn't matter what three they are. I just want to have completely from start to finish read three books. Um. Trying to think, what else? Um. Hmm. Sorry, Gabe's. Yeah, Gabe's like, there you go. Um, I also want to. I want to read more as well. I think for 2022, I'm going to start with um. I for surely want to read uh, Nevermore, the Edgar Allan Poe murder book I was telling you about. And I also want to read The Alchemist, which I finally got today. It was at that used bookstore, so I used my credits that I had Did there, get- and I got it finally. Woo! The, Al- uh, the Alchemist by Paul Coet. I'm promising incorrect, and I feel so bad, but it's Paulo Coet. Yeah, I have that book. It's a book that yeah, everyone's been saying, um, it's like, a lot of people have been saying that that's a book that, like, one of the main books everyone should read in their life, and I haven't read it yet, so I thought, yeah, I'll get it. Finding around, I want to read those two for sure, and then I haven't decided, like, what another book I want to read, that, like, I want to read one I haven't read before. Yeah, that's my thing, is I want to read three books that I haven't read yet, that are on my, uh, shelf. That haven't been read because I keep buying books. I just haven't been reading them. I feel that. That's like with all the books I got from the used bookstore. I for surely didn't want them all to go to waste, so I grabbed as many as I could that like I figured I would like and enjoy, and like that I know that I like and enjoy and everything. But it's like I really need to read a lot of them. <laughs> Yeah, I think another thing that I want to focus on going into 2022 would be meditation. Um, I've recently gotten into it. Mm-hmm. I used to be that kind of person. I'd say I I could never meditate. There's no way. My you cannot get five seconds of quiet in my brain to meditate. There's it's impossible. But then um, I actually watched. There's a show on Netflix called uh, Headspace Guide to Meditation. Um, and each episode, like the each episode is only like 25 minutes long and the first 15 minutes is like a lesson about meditation 
and then the last 10 minutes you put that lesson into practice and they lead you through a guided meditation and um i really and, and they explained meditation in a way that like i don't know why but i've heard meditation explained a hundred different ways and it never made sense to me but this made sense to me they said you have to imagine like when you're meditating that you are sitting on the side of a highway and you are watching the cars come and go as they pass on the highway and the cars are your thoughts as they enter and leave your head and your first instinct is going to be to run out into traffic and start redirecting shit, right? You're going to want some cars to go over there, some cars to go over here. You're going to want some cars to stop entirely and turn back and go the way they came. But what you have to remember to do is just sit on the sidelines and watch. You're not trying to make your brain quiet. You're just trying to not guide it. You're trying to just let your mind go wherever mm -hmm. it wants to go. And you're just simply there to observe where it goes. And that made sense to me. Like, and I, like every time I start figuring, like I'll be meditating and then all of a sudden I realize that I'm not actually meditating. I'm listening to the dryer and then I'll just have to redirect my attention and just that, that metaphor of sitting next to the road just works for me. And so now that I found something that works for me, I'm wanting to get more into that and explore more because I've already had some stuff come up just in the few sessions that I've been meditating. So I'm wanting to explore more into that in 2022 and more into meditation. Yeah, I think that's exciting. I'm sitting here just like trying to wrap my mind around the fact that it's already we're almost partway through December. I'm not ready, dude. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit nervous. Normally, like, moving into New Year's and stuff normally doesn't freak me out. You know what I mean? But since the start of, like, the pandemic and everything, because I had a great New Year's Eve, in, you know, into New Year's for 2019 going into 2020. It was great. And then 2020 happened. Yeah. And it was like, oh. 2021s have got to be better and then now it's 2021 about to go 2022 and it's like yeah when will my suffering well, end it's like i remember 20 like <laughs> when, all of my friends for new year's eve they all had like great gatsby themed parties because they're like we're going back into the roaring 20s this is not what i meant oh this is not be careful what you ask for <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean the Great Shit. Depression. I, I meant yeah, the I meant Great parties and the music and the outfits. I didn't mean the horrible climate shit and horrible uh, financial shit and horrible government. Like I'm not here for it. To say the least, it's interesting and terrifying, but at least we're going into it together. Yeah. I think one of the best things to come out of 2021 was the Great British Baking Show had its first uh, Spaniard win. Did you do you watch Great British oh, nice. Baking Show? I do, probably not have as you much seen as the new you season do, with uh, Giuseppe. Oh my gosh, I have not. He's been my favorite. He has been my favorite since <laughs> day one, and every single episode that he kept getting through, I was like, "This motherfucker better take it." This motherfucker better win. Like, I was so invested. And then, like, the last round, literally all three of the bakers in the final did amazing. Like, 
there was literally like no fault with any of them. And so they went back and they were like, oh crap, this mm -hmm. is like a super difficult decision. And he pulled it out and I was like, yes! The first person from Spain to ever win. No, was he Spanish or Italian? I think he was Spanish. I was gonna say, I have no he idea, I didn't watch. Italian. I'm not I watching the Italian. Italian. I don't know, one of those. I feel horrible, they're definitely not the same place, but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I could feel it. it was awesome. And he was so, um, literally, so he talked about he got into baking because his dad was a phenomenal baker and his dad's health was really declining. And um, he was hoping that him winning the Great British Baking Show would give his dad a boost, you know, and to kind of keep going. And now him and his dad are writing a baking book together. Uh, in my heart. That's so precious. Oh. I I love that. And they had that like a video. Awesome. They were all, they were all under quarantine. So since 2020, they've had to where if you're competing, you have to stay there. You don't get to go home during the week. Um, you stay on the premises. That's the only way they could do it with COVID regulations. And so they don't get to see their family the whole time they're there. So he hadn't checked in with his dad in eight weeks. I'm sitting here thinking like I couldn't imagine going to do a baking show like when my dad's health is not good you know what i mean but like to be able to go in and like win all of it and be able to take that back home to your dad like that ah uh, we had me and my mom balling yeah i bet that is so i really love that and i'm glad that they're writing that book together and i'm glad that it was a positive outcome i I feel like, you know, in the light of everything, there have been positive incomes, there, uh, outcomes, excuse me, there have been numerous positions, like, in government and political-wise that, um, you know, we ha they have their first uh, LGBTQ representatives, first trans people, um, first, um, you know, people of color, first black person, in so many different branches of the government that were announced and I, I feel so terrible because I can't remember all of the positions, but I do know that there was a lot of first political wise that were like a step in the right direction, hopefully. Oh. Mm hmm They have uh even in Oklahoma. I can't I can't remember the position, but Oklahoma has their first um gosh, I wish I could remember. But Oklahoma has their first person of color in a position of power in uh, Oklahoma's government, I believe. And then, of course, our, you know, we have uh, Kamala Harris, who is the first, um, I want to say is the first, first female vice president, actually. Let's yeah, get that out of the way. That's the big one. First female I, vice president. I'm like looking it up because I don't want to mess it up. I also want to. But Kamala Harris yeah. is multi ethnic. Yeah, and I can't so... remember what, like, her ethnicity that she, like, uh, like her main one that she uh, relates with. I can't remember what she said. 
I, yeah, I really do feel bad that I can't remember um, the exact thing um, that they were saying of her whole background because she is multi-ethnic, uh, does have a multi-ethnic background. But still, it is just her being the first woman, her being the first woman of color in that position as well. Um, I think that's amazing. I, I mean, say what you want about Kamala Harris. I still think that just the fact that it's a woman of power in it's still historic you know what i mean we can argue what how good she is is or how bad she is all day long you cannot deny the fact that she made history being the first woman ever to be vice president and it's a step in the direction that we want to go which is where it's not a wildly outrageous idea that a woman run for president you know and that's the thing like and that's what we're trying yeah. to get to. And that's something like cracks me up. I, I you know, I talked with my dad about it. He's like, you know, he was like, oh, that's what you guys want. You just want women to take over. And I'm like, no. I was like, I just don't want to be like, oh, a woman running for president. That's weird. You know what I mean? I want it to be normal. I want to, I want it to be just as regular for a woman to run for president as it is for a man to run for president, and not have to have her like jump through all these hoops i don't want it to be this outlandish idea anymore you know yeah of course i actually um was on twitter not too long ago like probably last week i think it was and i was talking to a person on there because they were being so hateful and saying oh do you think like uh because someone had made a post um, saying that, you know, they work just as hard as everyone else in their position with uh, their line of work and they still get hate. Like they still get blasted uh, because, you know, they're f- they're female. They get blasted because they're black. And I get so tired of it because I love them so much. And it is irritating to see how many people do that. And someone commented and was like, um, oh, you're just being a victim and stuff like that. And so I got on there and I was like, they're not being a victim. Like, that is just them. It, it's the truth. People, like, a lot of people that are black, a lot of people that are women, a lot of people that are trans, LGBTQ, stuff like that, they have to work just as hard in certain things oh, to that's... get half of the credit oh, in the same field. You are preaching to the choir because I work in insurance. That is a 100% male-dominated field. I literally, I was told when I, they asked me, they said, what if you could be any position in this company, what position would you want to be in? And I said, claims manager. That's what position I want to be, and that's what I'm working towards. And they said, that's not usually a position held by a woman. And I said, it's going to be. Don't worry. I'm like, I'm not having any of this. But it is, though. It's one of those, like, for me to get that position, I don't just have to be good at my job. I have to be so much better than every other candidate that it makes it worth it that I'm a girl. That's what sucks. Is that I can't can't, can't just be the best candidate. I have to be the blow away best candidate because even if I'm the best candidate, they're still going to pass me up for the next guy in line. Yeah, and what really irritated me is that they responded to mine and were like, what, so you think we should give special treatment just because some people are gay or black and, you know, stuff like that. And I was like, no, that's 
I'm saying that we don't want special treatment. That's what I, that's the whole point. I'm saying we should all be equal. It shouldn't matter who I am, who someone else is. It should matter on what the work is that we do instead of us as who we are. Yeah, that's like, um, I remember when, uh, I was outed at my work. So I am bisexual and one of the employees that quit, they did an exit interview with her and she said that it made her very uncomfortable that I was bisexual. And my HR person was like, I didn't know you were bisexual. And I was like, that's not something I have to tell you. <laughs> like, it wasn't your, your business to know. You don't right. need to know. Did you come and tell me that you're straight? Did you come and make sure that I knew that you were straight? No, because it wasn't my business. It's not your business. I remember when I got outed when I worked for the Walmart out here. That was terrifying. Only because the specific woman that worked there, which I hope she doesn't work there anymore, she harassed me the entire time. And, like, not in, like, you know, she was calling me slurs or, like, anything like that. But she was one of those straight women that was just like, oh, well, do you think I'm attractive? Oh, are you attracted to me and stuff? Because you also like girls. Like, oh, my. And I'm like, you are making me extremely fucking I love how that's always their go-to. That's one of my favorite things is they're always like, I'm like, yeah, I, I date both, you know, which I, I stay bisexual. Really, I'm pansexual. I, gender is whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't really matter to me. Men, women, they, them, whatever, you know? But, um, it's one of those things. It's like, uh, when I say that I'm bisexual or whatever, people are like, oh, so are you telling me that I turn you on? And I'm like, not. No, not to you, boo boo. I'm not attracted to you. I'm not attracted to literally every fucking thing. Like, yeah, because I'm I'm pan as well, and I go through the same thing. Like, I have like on date. I stopped using dating things because it's it's so annoying. Because I will get on there and like you know just be swiping through, and there's so many people who are like, oh, we're looking for a unicorn oh and like God. stuff like that. Like, are you into stuff? It's like, no, I'm not. Profiles that, like, try and be <laughs> sneaky about it, too. That's what ticks me off because, like, here's my thing. I am not here to kink shame anybody. If that's what you want and that's what you are telling people that that's what you're looking for, that's fine because I know that I can look at your profile and I can right. be like, all right, I, I'm not interested in that, so I know to pass on it, you know? But it's the ones that don't say that shit. It's the ones that only show one of the people in the profile pictures, and you think you're talking to one person. And then they're like, hey, do you want to come hang out? And you show up, and then they're like, oh, by the way, this is my partner. We were hoping you'd be down to hang out with both of us. And I'd be like, that is not what you said. No, that's no. That's what gets me is the people that try to be sneaky about it. Like, be up front about what you want. Don't try and trick me. That would, that would fill me with such anxiety if I, because firstly, I don't go to, like, when I was dating, See, I and I, I, I used to, and now I have a ton of rules. That happened to me so many times. I now have a ton of rules that, like, mm-hmm. uh, I have to be talking to them for so long. Like, I, we had to have met, had to have met outside on three different occasions. You know what I mean? Like, I have to know you before I go to your yeah. house anymore. 
Yeah, like that would, I would get so spooked if I went anywhere expecting just to meet, you know, that person. And then there was more than one person. Like that would freak me out. Especially if like their partner say was, um, like if someone had, was, if someone was traumatic and didn't want to be around male figures, but then they brought their partner who yeah, happened to be think- male. That would be so traumatic. Yeah, I agree. I we're talking about you know we say not all men, and I am fully aware that not all men are like this. But a very large amount of men on dating sites are absolutely horribly mean. Like, like, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, like for no reason. Like they will just message me out of the blue, and I'm like. Where did you come from, sir? I have no idea. Who let you loose? Go back to your owner. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, that's one of the things I'm working on for um, 2022, like, podcast-wise. There's a TikToker named uh, uh, Drewfalo. I'm probably saying their username wrong, but she is amazing, and she really rips up bigots on her platform and i love it i will send you her videos because uh you would fall in love with her she's amazing uh she's also one like i want i actually want to do like one about like tinder and stuff like that i would love to have her on this podcast to talk about it it would be so fantastic but i think you would really like her (laughs) and like me too is like so like i love that oh my gosh i've had some horrible dates from men from dating websites like I had this one guy that um he asked me out for drinks we went out for drinks I had two drinks throughout the course of the night he had two drinks throughout the course of the night at the end of the night he says I'm gonna go in and pay uh I'll uh, he said I'm gonna go in and pay and I was like cool I'm gonna go to the bathroom then and so I went to the bathroom came back he's still waiting at the bar he hasn't got to pay yet so I sit and wait with him we're chit-chatting he gets the bill and he goes oh they put your drinks on my order and i was like oh no problem we'll split it like you know whatever like i i always operate under the impression that whoever asks for the date is the one that pays but people some people are like they always want to split it 50 50 so whatever i'll pay for my half that's fine whatever and then he went no it's fine i'll take it and i was like okay and then he paid for it and then tried to get fresh with me when he tried to drop me off at my car and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, first date, whatever. And he was like, but I paid for your drinks. Motherfucker. What? I offered to pay for my own damn drinks. Thank you very much. He literally was like, but I paid for your drinks. I was like, that don't mean shit. What? God, I have a horror story too. And I'll try to make it quick. Because I don't want to give, well, I'll say it, but I'll re-bring it up, like, on the other podcast for it. But, like, I had the worst one. Um, I was at a bar, and I met a person at this, like, really small bar back when I was drinking and stuff before the pandemic. And he was so touchy-feely, and I did not like that. And he said, oh, I'll, I'll buy your drinks. I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Like, I want to pay for mine. So I had two Bud Lights, and he's like, oh, no, I'm going to pay for him. So I felt really bad, and, like, I just had a feeling it was going to go south. And so me and my friend Chalisa have this thing where, like, we'll text each other, like, code red. Code red, yeah, me and Jean Paul. Oh, yeah, you've always got that one friend that you check in with throughout the course of the night. I, I know what you mean. 
Yep. And so, like, I text her, I said, hey, Code Red. So she calls me, and she's like, hey, what's up, and stuff, like, something's going on at work, and they need you to come down uh, to fix everything and stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah. Um, so I was like, hey, I really have to go, like, to work and stuff, because I gotta, um, I really have to, like, fix something there, and they need me, whatever, I gotta go. And he was like, oh, I'll go with you. And I was like, uh, no, because it's my job and, like, I can't have, like, other people with me because obviously he's like, no, I'll go with you. Maybe I can even help, you know? And I was like, no, like, I'm totally good and, you know, stuff like that. I was like, I gotta go, I gotta go because Chalisa heard it too and she started screaming, like, she'll be like, we need you at work. You have to come now, you know, trying to, like, make it sound like it was immediate. And I was like, yeah, I gotta go by. And so I jumped in my car and, like, I drove. And I drove around Sacramento for a while just to make sure like he yeah. wasn't following me or something and then i went home and then for the whole year i had my snap map off and like everything like private it freaked me out like i was like why yeah. <laughs> why like why do people think why do people not just men why do people yeah. think that why? is okay i didn't mean to turn this section into like a Jesus Christ, what the fuck? We didn't section. Maybe end up here, but here we are nonetheless. What happened? To- here we are. Very much so. We, I feel like the two of us just really, we go off the rails a lot. <laughs> Especially because this one, honestly, we didn't really have a script. So I normally have a script outline. I like do everything like in intricate things. But because it's the finale and everything, I was like. There's so much about 2021 and 2022 and everything that's going to go on. I'm not even going to... Like, I attempted to do the outline, but I was like, there's so much. It's just going to be one of those podcasts where we just talk because I there's just so much to talk about. Yep. I hear you. Speaking of things to talk about, I have a pretty big announcement. Now, I posted on my social medias, like, hey, I have a secret, and if you want to hear the secret, you know, show up or listen to the podcast. So, let me set the mood here. Cut the music. (laughs) So, just so everyone knows, whoever is listening... You guys are going to be the first to know, and then I will post on social platforms later, like, as actual posts and stuff. But, by January 1st, I, Shelby Marie Greenhill, will be posting... And having published whoop, whoop. my first book. Uh, yeah. That's what we're talking about. It, yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm literally going to use this as the, <laughs> as the announcement, too. I'm going to screen record. Um... But yes, I'm going to be publishing my first book. And this is something, too, that I just learned today. 
my friend Kai, who I was talking about, works at Barnes & Noble, and that's who I'm publishing through. And Kai said once it's been approved, because once I get everything put in and, like, approved, it takes 72 hours before it goes live, you know? And Kai said once I get all the information for that, like the IS, ISSB number and stuff, give it to them. They said that they will order it for their store and my book will be being yes. sold at the Arden Mall. I'm trying not to cry, <laughs> but I am very excited. I have been working on this one in secret because at first it was just a, I had a lot of emotions and I just really wanted to let some of them out. And I struggle a lot, you know, recently with forming like the right words. I'm sure like you can tell, like if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, sometimes I stumble on my words and like, I can't really remember the words to certain things. And that's been, you know, happening more and more. And so I just combined illustrations with as many words as I could really get out to try to express it. And I was doing it at first to kind of be like a, like, you know, just to get it out, but also be a cleanser for while I was working on paper flowers, because that is going to take a while to do. And I just, I ended up hyper fixating on all these different poems and pieces I did. And it got to the point where I was just kind of like, I, I think this is something. And so I sent it to a few beta readers. I sent it to a few friends. They all came back and they're like, hey, we really like this. This is really cool. And so I got everything put together and I am, I already, I've been approved last night. I got the email. I was approved by Barnes and Noble for them to be my publisher. And I <laughs> like right now I'm just kind of like not necessarily stuttering but just having a moment because I'm just it's so hard to find the words of how excited I am for this and so my book Laconic a collection of poems by Shelby Marie Greenhill will be available in the first month of 2022. In <laughs> laconic. The reason I chose laconic is because the definition of laconic is to express much in few words. And I just thought that fit perfectly with what I had been writing because there was just so much I couldn't find the right words to do in those moments. And I just put it together and I'm very excited. It's going to be available in hardback. I'm working on a softback one as well. But even with it on hardback, we were kind of going over cost and stuff. And for them to make the books to, you know, put them out, it's, like, I believe $10 will go to them. And then whatever I decide to put the book out, I will get the rest. I'm not really doing it for money. I just really, it's been my dream to write and to be like a known 
writer because I've had small pieces published before, like when I was in junior high and high school, once in college, but I want actual pieces and stuff out. And so I'm very excited to get this started and I'm very excited for everyone who has been with me along the way that has helped me also keep the secret. Um, I know Liv, you, Nicole and Kai and Jessica are the, and Taylor and Andrew, of course, are the only people that know. And I just want to surprise it. And one of the main things I want to surprise is I am dedicating this book. Um, here I am crying. <laughs> I am dedicating this book to uh, Leslie Reinhardt because Leslie's been my best friend for almost 20 years now. And every situation that I have put in, in this book, every moment of silence, every everything he has been with me through. And I could not appreciate him enough. And so I am dedicating this book to him. Um, as well as I have included a piece for my English teacher, Miss Arthur, who has, she has been there for me and she is the one that gave me the resources and knowledge and tools for so much. And she has also just been such a big supporter of mine when it came to, you know, when she was my teacher in high school, she did so much for me continues to do so much for me and is always reading for me and so I have dedicated a piece two pieces actually in my book to Miss Arthur and I very I'm I can't wait to surprise her with it I can't wait to surprise a lot of people with it um and I hope it goes over well I am prepared for a lot of people to not really care for it because you can't please everybody, you know what I mean? And especially because, honestly, it is very personal, very personal pieces to me. I understand that, like, a lot of people may, it may not, it may not be their thing, and that's totally fine. But just the fact that I'm, one of my pieces, a collection of my pieces is going to be out there for people, is just amazing. And it makes me can't, it, I can't wait to start planning more. And I also can't wait to finish Paper Flowers. And I can't wait to have you guys with me for everything that I go through more. And so I really just want to take the time and also just thank you guys for being here with me for not just shelf shares, but just for my journey of doing so much because it's been, it's been a really hard year and I'm just very, blessed and I cherish everything and all the love and support that everyone has given me and oh I hate crying it's stupid <laughs> and it is it's gonna be a journey it, it, I got turned upside down this year and I am finding my way again and I'm just very glad that everyone's here with me supporting me and trying to guide me as I find my way again so I just really thank you guys so much and I love you guys. Um, but yeah, that is the big announcement that I have been saying. So audio listeners, you know, fantastic for you. Um, <laughs> a little treat and I won't be announcing it until I get my first physical copy of my book so I can make a post in January. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
Very exciting. Well, I have embarrassed myself by crying, so how stupid. <laughs> um, there's only ten minutes left before, like, the system automatically kicks it off. Um, wow, so this is it. Season one. Season one of thing. Shares. When, you're, when you're doing stuff like this, you have to finish by saying that's a wrap. Yeah. Like, whenever we did our film project, oh, really? we always were like, the, that was a big thing. Ty, the director, Ty Tush, he made a big deal about that. He's like, you've got to finish by saying that's a wrap. It's, a, it's like an industry thing. I don't know. That's just what I heard. I love that. Well, well, guys, this is going to be the end of the podcast for today and for the rest of the year. We will be back for 2022 with different announcements, different, you know, topics, different everything. And we will definitely, I will definitely still be posting on Shelb Shares because Shelb Shares, even though it's also the podcast, it's also going to be for um, my works as an author and a writer and different things like that. So if you want to stay tuned with, everything like the podcast if you want to be a part of the podcast if you want to if you're interested in what I write what I do even if you're interested in my studio work because I do have a media social media slash PR studio as well Shelby Marie Studios if you guys are interested in following any of that and following along uh, link in the description for my link tree. It has everything outlined. I need to take off the Wattpad link so you don't have to go to that one. But all the other links work. You can follow all my pages on Facebook, Instagram. You can follow my Twitter if you want to. And yeah. I can't believe that I'm about to hit end on my season one finale right now. It's wild. It is. Well, guys, I thank you so much for joining Shelb Shares. I am and still will be your host, Shelbs. Do it. And do the Jen. rock. Yay!